You're listening to Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast. Hello, welcome back to Pack Dynamics, a Teen Wolf podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Allison. And this is the season finale. Dude. I know. I was watching the finale and, you know, having seen this before, I was actually really, really impressed with how many storylines and like things that they set up for next season. I was like, oh, wow, you knew you were getting renewed and you put some thought into this. I'm very proud of you. (laughs) We're not used to shows that put thought into things. (sighs) So many of our shows from this era did not. Not at all. We're looking directly at Glee. Yeah, don't worry about it. Teen Wolf will stop that. They will. They will. But for right this second, I'm just sitting here going like, okay, so you've wrapped up a bunch of stuff and you've set up some new mysteries and you've got like (laughs) some heel turns coming. Like, okay, I see where you're going here. Okay. Yeah. And I'm able to like draw the the dotted line from 112 to 21. And I'm like, all right. They accomplished something. And honestly, good for them. I can't be mad at it. No, I'm not mad. I mean, I can be mad at like... A few things because of later things yeah that i disapprove of deep sigh financially ecumenically morally <laughs> you know i think i would be nicer about writing if i weren't as the cool kids say so intimately involved with so many writers in my own life <laughs> yes because yeah. like I have a lot of people in my life, like a a surprising number of people in my life who would like look at a script like this and go, no. Mm -hmm. Or they would look at the retconning that'll happen in three seasons and go, this was your excuse? Mm -hmm. This is where you got that from? Really? Yeah. Really? You you did what now? You did what? Excuse me? So that worked then, but it didn't work now? Mm -hmm. Deep sigh. Who, Who told you you could do this? Who told you you could do this? But I just... I. I really like this episode and I'm not mad about it at all. And it's so pretty. And yeah. Yep. 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 We do reserve the right to be mad at it later. Yes, of course. We're fandom. That's what we do. Yeah. That's why the like pod network that we pretend to be is on the rocks. It's not fandom. Oh my God. It's perfect. It's fandom. Oh my God. Why? (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Fandom. Why God? Why? (laughs) Fandom, what the fuck? Yeah, there's caveats. Fandom Fandom, caveats. The light comes from where the music comes from. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, we'll we'll talk about Teen Wolf and its lighting here in a few seasons. Fandom, wow, wow, this is a really well-lit forest. (laughs) The lighting comes from where the music comes from. Yeah. Got it. They they once again reprise my favorite sound cue in all of Teen Wolf later in this episode, and we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. But I'm, I'm just like, I have so many questions. <laughs> Man, this non-diegetic lighting. <laughs> wow, the fo- the forest is a lot more blue than I remember. Yeah. Well, blue moon, may- I don't know. They really took that to heart. I-, I guess. I don't know. But all things considered, like, yeah. So I was watching it in the living room this morning with my beloved fella who hasn't seen any of Teen Wolf really at all. Mm-hmm. But he did watch the first few episodes of the season with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now he's watching the finale and he's just like, yeah, okay, here we go. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, but like, okay. Like, I, I don't get it, but. I don't understand it, but I'm supportive, which is just the best, absolute best. But yes. Good we should, for him. Yes. I'm very, very grateful. But no, we should just dive in because I think we're going to have a lot of thoughts. 
Yes, we are. So this is 1 by 12 Codebreaker. Scott is caught in the middle of a war between hunters and werewolves, and he enlists the help of both his friends and enemies to stop the mysterious killings and win back Allison. The season finale premiered August 15th, 2011. So I'd like to embarrass myself in front of the fandom. Yes. I've been watching this show. So you just said 2011. Mm-hmm. We moved to LA in 2013. Mm -hmm. So we've been watching this show for almost 10 years at this point. Yeah, unfortunately. I have never, until you just read it out loud, understood what the phrase code breaker was referring to. Oh. I always (laughs) thought that code breaker had something to do with like, you know, like Styles and Peter trying to like crack into Scott's, like whatever. Mm. They're not referring to that kind of code breaker. They're referring to a breaker of the code. Yes. And I literally, literally in the last 30 (laughs) seconds have figured that out for the first time. So um, fantastic. I'm glad I could help you solve this mystery. I'm glad I could help you solve the code. Just to break the code. We've broken the code. This is not the first time we will break. Well, like we mentioned in some other episode, the titles are like a little bit of a pun every time. And I really, formality. I really appreciate it. Like, because it helps me remember the different episodes, but they're not so off kilter. They kind of add a little extra, like, spice mm-hmm. to kind of the lore of the episode. Yeah. And we know that naming episodes are just the worst. It's the worst. But I will say, as we very politely climb from season one to season two, because, yes, dear listener, we will be back. You're stuck. Get ready. Season two has some of my favorite episodes, and it's my favorite season, season two, Mm. but it's got some of my favorite episode titles. Mm, Okay. Just, they're so much fun, and you can kind of peel them back all the way, which I think Mm -hmm. is fantastic. But no, I really appreciate whoever was naming all the Teen Wolf episodes. It's fantastic. Yeah, I don't know who did that. We should find out. So whoever did that, good job. Good job. We appreciate you. We do. Not everything that you do, but we do appreciate this. Yes. So the season finale, like some of the other episodes, just picks up immediately where the previous episode left off, which is Allison staring in shock at the transformed Scott McCall in his Werewolves of London prosthetics, who has leapt on top of the car that Allison's dad has tried to smush him with. Do we think he tried to kill him or just, like, shock him into transforming? I don't know. Because, like, teenage murder is a... Teenage murder's rough. But, like, the look on Chris's face right here is, Mm -hmm. like, half, like, shock. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't know. Like, he didn't know. Like, you're trying to tell me that you didn't know what was about to happen before you tried to run this child over? Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) Who are you kidding? (laughs) So like I was watching, I was watching his face, and I was like, "This is this is not a face that I would have expected from this guy at this point in time." Mm-hmm. Hold on. Yep. But yeah, Scott is feeling a lot of feelings because he just got outed real bad. Chris realizes that he just tried to murder his daughter's on again, off again boyfriend, and Allison is standing very beautifully in the school bus, feeling a lot of other feelings. Mm-hmm. Ah ah ah. It's a lot happening with these kids all at once. All at once, poor kids. And like, again, around a school bus. We've had other high-strung incidents around school buses parked outside of the school. Right. And it's just an interesting location to have stressful incidences occur. I feel like maybe Jeff Davis had trouble 
at school. On a school bus, perhaps? On a school bus, like maybe something happened to him and he's just working out some trauma via these poor children. You know what? If I had had like a very significant emotional thing happen to me as a little kid at a specifically little kid location, like on a playground or on a school bus, I would also work it through in fiction. <laughs> Isn't that what fic is all about? Working through Absolutely. your trauma? <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. We just don't usually get to then hire actors to act it out. It's true. For us. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You don't usually get to put these you put people in these situations to be like, okay, now go. And ready, go. Ready, go. Yeah. So the other traumatic incidents that is occurring is on the lacrosse field. Because with- there are two very intense things happening. The first is that Lydia has been attacked by Peter Hale and is like passed out straight cold on the lacrosse field. And Styles, who is there, is trying to rescue her. Mm-hmm is feeling a lot of feelings because, you know, he really likes Lydia and she's in trouble. Or he likes a version of her. Yeah. The you know? parts of the parts of her that he knows and that yeah. he thinks he knows, he's awfully fond of her. Yeah. It's true for him in that moment. The other big thing that's happening is he is starting to feel very odd feelings about this grown, very violent, very scary <laughs> werewolf who drags him up by the chin. And I'm sitting here going like, yes. okay, I understand. <laughs> He sure did. He sure did. Peter takes that claw and puts it right under Styles' chin and just drags him all the way up off the ground. Mm-hmm. Acting choices, directing choices. Editorial choices. Yes. A lot of choices that, that got to be made there in that moment. Steeter mm-hmm. folks, I see you. Yeah. I validate your choices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peter is threatening Styles with Lydia and other things to get Styles to go with him to find Derek. It's all very, this whole episode and the one before is very much like following the cup. You know, what's that game with like the three cups and the ball underneath it? Yeah, that like yeah. who's using who to find who in which particular scene? Yeah. Like you're going to come with me and you're going to call Jackson to tell him where Lydia is to go here to find this phone to go to this person and use Derek to find Scott to find Kate to find Pete. like oh my god just yeah. Why don't we all come to the lacrosse field together and have a chat? And just have a chat. Just have a Let's nice all chat. just come together in one scene and just have like a little we'll get together. Yeah, everyone's having a real, real, real bad night mm-hmm. because, you know, we were at Lydia and then we flash back to Allison and she like in slow motion collapses and falls out of the school bus mm-hmm. and is caught by her father in like this shot is so beautiful. It is. I, I love this shot. I absolutely adore it. Sometimes they get a good one. I get so many. There's there's two in in this particular episode that I like all caps. Like ah, but yeah, no. This particular shot of Allison being caught by Chris is outstanding. And like, let's think about for a hot minute what Allison has had to deal with like this week or like the last three days. Like, <laughs> I don't even think she's gotten a week. Torture, werewolves, family business, werewolf boyfriend. Yeah. Family secrets, torture, murder, ah, ah, ah. And, and probably school somewhere in there, although it's unclear if it, it's unclear. been going to school. Because I think at this point, Allison doesn't know about Lydia. Right. She yeah. would not know yet that she Lydia's know yet. been attacked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So she is having a real bad week. Speaking of poor kiddos who are having a real bad week, Scotty just runs away and is like tearing off all of his clothes through the preserve. Yeah. And he just like falls to the ground and starts to weep. I'm like, sir, mm-hmm. Scott McCall deserves so much better than this nonsense right Yeah, here. Like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked this shot though, because sometimes the scenes are very loud with the music and this one was in like silence. Yeah. 100%. And I thought that was super. It. Yeah, you know that internally his world is collapsing and his emotions are roiling at a, a thousand percent. But yeah. for the audience, it's silent. Yeah, absolutely. That was a really nice choice. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's so blue. It's like cool and underlit. <laughs> it's so dark that you can't see it, but we can hear him. Sometimes there's like a moon spotlight, and other times it's just dark as shit. Dark. Speaking of more kids having a really bad day, we move from Scott to Jackson, who has found Lydia Mm -hmm. and is just like carrying her broken body back to school. And then because the dance is still going on. So now all of a sudden, the school, which was enjoying their fucking little dance, is like, hey, wait, what? (laughs) What is happening? Huh? What? (laughs) You guys... You're ruining the dance. Super ruining the dance. Super ruining the dance. To be fair, we can place the ruining the dance purely on two grown adult men, Chris Argent and Peter Hale. Yes. (laughs) Fucking everyone's day up. People spent money on dresses and hair and shoes and tuxes and boutonnieres and limos. And these adult men with their petty little blood feuds are unresolved like unresolved sexual tension. <laughs> unresolved sexual tension are like we're gonna fuck up a school dance so, that they weren't even invited to. They weren't even invited. They were not invited. Party crashers. And so finally, the last person at school having a really bad day is Styles because he has once again been cajoled by a member of the Hale family into driving somewhere he does not want to be in Mm -hmm. his jeep. At least someone's bleeding in it this time. Correct. There's just so much sass between the two of them. And it's hilarious. I do love, you know, at the time Dylan O'Brien was pretty young, holding holding it own with, what's his face, Ian Bowen. Yeah, he really was. Good for him. I didn't really recognize this the first time I watched it, but as I go back and watch it now, there is a marked difference between the child, like, you know, the child actors, like those the younger kids mm-hmm. and the like, you know, capital A adult actors, even though I think Crystal Reed would have fallen into the adult age actors. Sure. But you can 100% tell the difference between, you know, Jackson Scott styles Lydia um, versus like Chris Argent and Peter Hale and, mm-hmm. and Melissa and the sheriff, like the veterans, the veterans. And you can really kind of tell when they get to interplay in a scene. There's a scene a little bit later with the sheriff and Jackson. Yeah. And like the way that he kind of like ups his performance a little bit because he's got a scene partner who can like be an anchor for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, an anchor? But I'm Ching. <laughs> and it's just, it's so cool to get to see them to do that. Mm-hmm. that. They get that opportunity. And so every time I get to watch Styles banter back and forth with a veteran actor is just, oh, it's great. Yeah, it's got to be fun for them. Or daunting. Who knows? But it's fun to watch. Speaking of daunting... Let's talk about two really great actors playing two characters who were grumpy at each other and or the world. <laughs> Back in Chris's living room, he is throwing shit everywhere and yelling at his sister, Kate. Mm-hmm. 
Have you ever wanted to throw something in anger? Because I haven't. Yes, 100%. I, especially if you have something in your hands at the moment, Mm. there is Mm -hmm. like, for me anyway, when I get really angry or super defensive or if something happens, if my body gets like triggered in that way, I get a bunch of tension in my body. Mm -hmm. And you have to let it go somewhere. You can't just swallow it. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, why I cry. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's where mine goes. Is I just start crying. I used to. I don't so much anymore. It happened in school a couple of days ago. That was fun. Mm. God, I haven't cried in the middle of class in a long time. But here we are. But no, I can a hundred percent see where Chris is right here. Now, is it about Kate and the things that he's told that she's told Allison, or is it about him trying to have murdered a sixteen-year-old boy? One of the two. I'm sure of it. Por qué no los dos? Por qué no los dos? I. I like that he finally, I don't know if he's seeing through her bullshit or not. Like, it kind of feels like some of the pieces are starting to click because she told Allison about the family business. He's kind of questioning why she's even there. Like, maybe some of the cracks are forming here, but it's taken a lot. She's done some shady shit over the years, and obviously their family, Chris is not an idiot. So it's it's nice when you, the audience, are kind of looking at a character going, hey, just a little further. Come on. You can do it. Figure it out. You're so close. Just just get there with us. And you really have to give it to Kate Argent's actor, Jill? I think, I think. it's Jill. But she, in kind of a heavy-handed way, but a heavy-handed way that I, as an audience member, really appreciated, was getting really defensive when Chris would get too close to the right answer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Kate's talking about, yeah, they're just killing people at random. They're killing people at random. And Chris mm-hmm. is like, it's not random. Yeah. And Kate's like, uh, they, they've always blamed us for that. And it's like, you know, she's really trying to, in the, the strongest possible terms, telling her big brother, like, scoot back. Yeah. But it's Chris, not us. Yeah. They've always blamed us for that fire. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. I wonder why, Catherine. Could it be? Could it be? And so Chris decides to, it's like, no, Kate, you can't be here. You have just, you've betrayed my trust. I can't, mm-hmm. can't handle it. Take Allison and go. My, I love the line. You're going to bench your star player in the last quarter. Yeah, do it. Everything's a game to me. How do you think I stay sane? Like, oh, Catherine. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, it's so unimportant, but do you so they mentioned that they have a house in Washington. Does this ever come up again? For some reason that caught me in their banter back and forth of this house we have in Washington. And I was like, "Wait, you have a wait, what? Is this a plot point later or is this just something they throw in to give them a reason to leave?" It's not a plot point I recognize now whether or not it's, you know, anything is eh. Yeah. Um, But there is, I think fandom took this because in a lot of fic, they talk about the network of hunters. Mm, mm -hmm. And maybe when we start talking about additional hunters in season two, you know, maybe there's going to be a little bit more to that. But right this second, I think it's just an excuse for them to leave. Okay. Because I was like, am I like, do I just not remember something important about why? Like, wait, is happening? Because for some reason, something about that took me out of the scene for a minute. I was like, wait, Washington, do they, is there a thing I'm supposed to remember? Or am I just conflating a lot of fic where Styles and or Derek leaves and goes to Washington in the wilderness? Like, could be. Could be. It wouldn't be the first time. 
No, nor will it be the last. And then we do get a scene with Allison's mother, who is often just a bit player and whose name I can never remember. Victoria. There we go. I just wrote her mother because no one ever says her name. No, they don't. Her name is Victoria. And she is trying her best to be like a protective and safe parent in this Mm -hmm. moment. I think very much like Kate, you know, there's a very small list of things that Victoria Argent cares about. There's a very Mm -hmm. small list. But Allison's on that list. And so I really appreciate this moment because it's the first time we actually kind of get to see Victoria Argent like as a person. We get that actor really gets to like kind of shake off some really stiffness that those characters had so far. Mm -hmm. And Victoria Argent in this moment introduces the code. We have sort of a code we follow. It's more of a suggestion. More of a suggestion. But Allison is currently having a hundred thousand thoughts go through her brain and is desperately trying to separate, I think, the things that she has learned over the past few days from Kate versus the things that she knows about Scott and can't really talk to anybody about Mm-mm. it in an unbiased way. Right. Yeah. Well, and and like kind of what happens in a lot of teen shows or shows that are set in schools, Allison doesn't seem to have any other friends. No. So who she has are the people directly involved in the problem. Scott, Jackson, Lydia, Styles. Right. Who else is she going to talk to after seeing her boyfriend turn into a werewolf? The only well, people she knows are involved. Right. And you know, her phone rings and Allison goes to answer and it's like, is it Scott? And Victoria's like, grab the phone and like turn it out. She's like, it's someone named Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I think Allison in that moment would be like, oh my God, I want to talk to Jackson. Yeah. Because I imagine that Jackson called Allison to tell her about Lydia. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm guessing is I, how yeah. that goes. Yeah, I think so. Because he cares. And they're friends. They're friends. God damn they spent, it. They spent like three whole episodes developing a friendship. Yes. Even if it was a little weird but it happened and underhanded but they did it it happened they still spent that time together it's fine yeah it happened yeah i know that in shows your main character can't they can have just random ass friendships obviously not come on but it does present the problem of who else is she gonna turn to you know just moved here because she'll have to go back to washington or wherever she was or wherever yeah Wherever Kansas, I don't know. Yeah, she has a Midwest face. Well, because they just moved around so much. We established that early in the season. Yes. Because they keep killing teenagers. Because they keep killing teenagers. It's the supernatural problem where they're always on the FBI's most wanted list. Right. (laughs) They can't stay in one place. Terrible. Well, and, and now Chris needs her boyfriend to find the alpha because everyone needs someone to find somebody else. Because they can't just find them themselves. Yeah. Because he's a loser. No, we like Chris. We don't like Chris. We like Chris's face. (laughs) That's fair. Well, now we have a parking garage. Nothing good happens in a parking garage. Nothing good happens in a parking garage, particularly when Peter and Styles are involved. No, no bueno. No good. Well, we find out what happened to the nurse. Bye. She gone. She's in the trunk. Not great. And Peter drops one heck of a a (laughs) (laughs) one-liner. It's a good one-liner. What happened to your nurse? I got better. Great. Perfect. So Peter is forcing Styles to log into 
a computer using Scott's information to be able to track Derek's phone. But it isn't Derek's phone that they're looking for. It's Scott's phone. Oh, that's right. It's Scott's phone. Derek took Scott's phone phone. when the house got blitzed by the Argens. Yes. To find Derek. Derek has Scott's phone. Scott, Derek, Derek, Scott, Argent, Styles, Peter, uh, Jackson. (laughs) Dumbledore! (laughs) Dumbledore. Oh my god, what a throwback. Someone is going to be listening to this going, Dumbledore? Please go Google Potter Puppet Pals. Good times, good times. And then come back to us in about 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's that, yes. (laughs) Fucking phones. It's that whole thing. Um, And they, again, they're like, they're doing all these intercuts and interconnected stories. Mm -hmm. So Scotty ran to Deaton's. His like. That's his safe place. It's protected. He knows that Deaton is cool. He's, he's mm-hmm. protected him from Peter. Like, he's good. He's cool. And he is having a minor major breakdown. Just have a little moment to himself and the a little moment. And that's, like, put right next to Allison staring wistfully out the car window as, as Kate's driving. Mm-hmm. And Styles is just continuing to get wrecked by Hailman because that's his whole deal. Mm-hmm. Peter has like his laptop and he's got like the little like Wi-Fi extender and his whole thing. What it, what was it a MiFi? I was like, what kind of product so, yeah. placement is this? Get the fuck out of here. Incredible. And then we get Lydia in a coma. We get we get to the hospital and Lydia's yes. in a coma. The thing that I really noticed this time about Lydia in the coma is all of the bruising all over her arms. Yeah. She really got she really like, got like beat. Yeah. And clearly bit now. I think in the last episode, we were like, it wasn't clear that she was bitten by the alpha. I don't know if they did that on purpose or if you were just supposed to assume she was, but you never saw a bite in the previous episode. You just saw her laying on the lacrosse field with blood. I I don't think you see the bite in this episode either, but Peter keeps talking about it. No, you see it in this episode because they like peel. And it's just one jagged line. It's like, yeah, it's like a jagged line and like, oh, it's not a bite mark. It's just a big kind of like. Yeah. So maybe it's meant to that he scratched her. Maybe. I think, you know, pause for like, skip over the next like 30 seconds. If you haven't actually seen Teen Wolf before, I'm going to talk about season two. Pause, 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 pause. Pause, 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 pause. pause. (laughs) I think early in season two you see the bite mark mm. like she's in the shower mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. you see the bite mark so again i wonder if these are things where they didn't quite want to commit they wanted to give themselves like a little wiggle room yeah, yeah i think just in and case that's, and that's perfectly fine yeah but yeah so you can unpause thank you we <laughs> come back come back come back come back yeah so we get in this moment jackson is like very clearly having some strong thoughts and feelings about Lydia. And he gets physically accosted mm-hmm. by the sheriff. Yeah. Well, he went like full protective cop and dad. Yeah. Like, what did you do to this girl or what did you let happen to this girl? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was an interesting tone to take with like it's your responsibility for her safety and there was i don't know if you felt it but for me there was a hint or maybe a very strong nudge of like sexual assault almost of yeah what did you do to her or what did you let happen like yeah, yeah it was an interesting tone shift here but i'm 
sure the sheriff has seen yeah a number of things even in a small town that that is where he went to first yeah and it's the whole you know if you hear hoof prints think horses not zebras Mm -hmm. so he sees this guy this this kid bringing in this unconscious teenage girl who's mm-hmm. covered in bite marks and bruises mm-hmm. and just you know beat to shit and is not is not responsive. Yep. Like that is after your a first dance. Yeah, yeah. After the dance, this is your first question. Mm-hmm. What happened? What did you do? Which now that I'm thinking about it, mirrors very well what Styles said to him last episode when Jackson comes back from the preserve outside the school when he gets caught by the hunters. Yes. And, you know, also Jackson comes back inside after having given Scott's name to Chris Argent. Oh. Um, mm. And Styles is like, what happened? What did you do? Yes, 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 yes. I was like, wait, was there another bloody girl? Like, wait. <laughs> uh, not to my knowledge. I had a moment. I was like, what? What? No, but yeah. And it's not until Jackson is like, dude, it wasn't me. I didn't take her to the dance. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff's like, well, who did that? He's like, it was Styles. Styles. Yeah. Did. Papa Stalinsky turned. Uh, he was not happy with Styles. He was not happy. Mm-mm. Not happy. So, yeah, it's not good. Everyone's are- feeling thoughts and feelings. We are all very high strung right now. Yep. But unfortunately, we go back to the two funniest unintentionally people in Beacon Hills, which is Styles and Peter. <laughs> yeah, they're... <laughs> Styles should be scared shitless, and he's just really not. No, he's just like, oh, thank- come on, dude. Come on. Nah. Mm-hmm. And Peter is trying to give him pack lessons about wolves hunting in packs, and that's why he needs Derek and Scott. And you can tell a little bit Peter is like, I really should have fucking gotten rid of this kid when I had the chance. Yeah, indeed. You're going to be a problem, aren't you? It's like, uh-huh. Yeah, you're going to be an issue. He still offers him the bite, though. He does. But, you know, I get it. Stronger together. Yeah. At least that's what he thinks. Stronger together. Mm-hmm. Um, Smart kid, resourceful, clever. <laughs> look cute. Look cute. He does use the wrong temptations on Styles, yes. And that's because he doesn't understand him at all. Right. And what he's using is the offers of being like Scott, mm-hmm. which is not what it does that's not what you get from styles no stronger better faster more popular is not what it's gonna take no because uh styles rejects him because he doesn't want to be well he says like peter which is true but i think he also doesn't want to be like scott they're different people different people it's a little too soon for him to make this choice it's true actually (laughs) given the evening that he's had he's had a bad night with Um, everyone trying to kill everyone else i don't think this is maybe the time to persuade him into a another life-altering event i would be remiss though if i did not mention the unbelievable sexual tension between like the hand and the wrist yes that whole like mm-hmm. moment of peter just like the only whole... thing that would have been worse would be grabbing him by the back of the neck seriously like yikes that's the only way that it could have been sexier. Like, I get it. I'm, I'm on board. Like, I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, again, a few incredible pieces of writing from this thing. It's like, you're going to kill people, aren't you? Only the responsible ones. It's nice to know that Peter has boundaries. It, sometimes. And occasionally. You know, we finally get the the long-awaited whole 10-minute answer that Styles knows Scott's username and password. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> it's not even Allison123. 
His username is Allison. Mm-hmm. His password is also Allison. It sure is. <laughs> screaming, 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 laughing forever. <sighs> couldn't even put a an apostrophe. Couldn't put a, an asterisk. Couldn't put a pound sign. Nothing. No. <laughs> Straight up Allison. Well, it's easy to remember. Yeah, it is. Now, my notes tell me that something beautiful happened. But I'm trying to remember how we got there. There's a lot of back and forth and the time I I lost a little track of which back and forth. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth. But at some point in this among the Scott or among the Styles Peter tension, we get Scott who is out of the vet's office and at and in the preserve and just like really looking for something to do. He he is like, I gotta take some action. Let's heck and go. So he goes to the lookout point which mm-hmm. we'll come back to many times. And Scotty, little beta Scott McCall, <laughs> lets out his alpha roar. I am so proud of you. It's incredible. He takes a big breath. And it's unbelievable. Yes. And he hears someone roar back, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. Well, because we flash really quick to the basement dungeon chamber and it wakes Derek up. So we see a flash of Derek's eyes open. And that shot gorgeous that close-up of his face with that lighting the nose the jaw that bright eye Mm -hmm. i cannot believe that that gif isn't all over the (laughs) internet like i don't understand that that shot is so beautiful i know it's It's disgusting such such a beautiful shot like to the dp of this episode like incredible incredible work i love you thank you for this wowzers do you know the chorus of taylor swift's song gorgeous Probably. That's what I think of when I look at Tyler Hecklin. That's fair. Yeah. So that really just needs to go across that gif, despite him being chained up and tortured. <sighs> yeah. My firstborn son, Derek Hale, about <laughs> to, he's having a day. Um, so, you know, Scott's howling, Derek's waking up, and someone's howling back. And then in the garage, like, Peter's hearing the roar, and everyone's roaring and calling to each other. Ah, amazing. Werewolves. Yep. Family. Speaking of family, turns out someone finally got a hold of Allison. Yes. Somehow. Somehow. So Kate and Allison have been driving, presumably just north. And she just kind of shows up at the hospital. And I'm not sure who let her know that Lydia was in the hospital. She just kind of like shows up. I think at this point, I'm just going to go ahead and assume, because Jackson was trying to call Allison, Mm -hmm. and I assume that now that Mama Argent isn't in the car with them, that he actually got to pick up. Mm, But like, Jackson called her back, and that Allison actually picked up the phone, and that Kate took her to the hospital. Okay. And, you know, Allison looking like an absolute adorable bunny in her purple hoodie. Yes. Although, did you find... So she's like slow walking. Well, I mean, it's all slow-mo towards Lydia's room. And like the staff all turned to stare at her. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? Why? When the fellow was watching it, he asked if it was a dream sequence. Right. It did have a vibe because she gets flashes of Lydia like covered in blood. Yeah. Covered in blood, thrashing, screaming. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it, it did have a weird vibe but then you do see her walking out of the hospital and getting back into the car yeah so but i was like why are the staff turning and staring at her like she's looking weird like they looked at her like she was not supposed to be there right and yeah 
so like Allison comes up to the window of Lydia's room and I love that Lydia has like this whole like viewing chamber in -hmm. her hospital room. Never have I ever seen a hospital room so accessible. I know. (laughs) It's outstanding. But that like delicate touch that she does on the window Mm -hmm. for my Allison Lydia shippers in the room. This is this is your moment. Just the like touch. Yeah, it's is it this it's this episode. It's kind of juxtaposed to when Styles and Scott Scott are in the room, like trying to close the door. Yeah, that's the one. Like, oh boy. So, like something this I think this right here is where I started to see, knowing what I know when we move forward, that Allison's like season two plot line kind of begins. Hmm. Because she's, you know, now not to say like she's in the clutches of her Aunt Kate, but like she's kind of in the clutches of her Aunt Kate because Aunt Kate's the only one telling her anything and she's the only one who's willing to process what's going on with her. Mm -hmm. And then she sees her best friend having been mauled by this creature who Aunt Kate is like, yeah, everyone, they're all like this. They're all going to wreck them. They're, They're insalvageable. You can't do anything. Yeah. Which is not a, nope, hard pass. And so... Like, this, I think, is really where we start to see Allison's brain kind of settling into place, that Argent Hunter mentality of, like, werewolves bad. Mm-hmm. Werewolves bad. Family good. Family, yeah, family good. My family good. Yeah, my family good. My family would never do anything to send, to steer me wrong. They wouldn't lie to me. Mm-hmm. Why would they lie to me? Yeah. Which I think really sets her up nicely for. Mm-hmm where she goes in season two because teenagers make dumb choices yeah because their hands because their because their hands because their brains are made of jello yes which is often an issue that i have in media where i'm like what the fuck are you doing and i always have to step back and i think it's gotten easier as i've gotten older yeah to be like they're just fucking idiots of course they did this (laughs) of course they did of course she made this choice she's an idiot she's 17 yeah, like it's for me and very sorry that we're dear listener that I'm going on this tangent, but it's appropriate. That was my biggest issue with the first season of Game of Thrones. Mm. And I'm looking at Rob Stark going uh, like, sir, aren't you a grown up? Shouldn't you nope. have like seen this coming? <laughs> Shouldn't you have like understood that like maybe fucking around with grown ups is like going to get you wrecked? Mm-hmm. And then I remember talking to my mom and she's like, they, they aged them up. A lot for the show. Mm-hmm. What is Rob in the books? Like maybe 17? Oh, God. Is he even that old? He may I be don't 15. Know. Let's see. I think in the beginning of the series, he is 14. Yeah. Rob is 14 years old at the beginning of, of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, yeah, he's maybe 15 by the time he decides to not get married to, to the phrase. Yeah. He is small boy. So dumb. Just like no brain, know, and, I'm, and I'm seeing this actor who I'm like, oh no, he's definitely like 25. It's fine, like he's a grown up. Like no, he's not. Yeah, he is a baby making baby decisions. Of course, he's going to make this decision based on the way that he understands the world. Of course, he is. Like, I'm, you know, kind of flashing back here. I'm really proud of Scott for running away to Deaton's, to running away to the vet's office, mm-hmm. because he knew that it was safe, like physically safe. From Peter. Yeah. Like, that was a really smart decision. And for being, like, 15, 16 years old, when your brain is made of jello, mm-hmm. like, good job. He got out of a dangerous situation. He went somewhere safe. Yeah. To an adult. 
who he can trust. Like, yes, (laughs) I'm so proud of him for making this choice. Yeah. But then he makes other choices. Scotty, (laughs) sweet, 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 sweet friend. So we next find Scott awkwardly sniffing around the preserve, presumably to find Derek where Mm -hmm. Derek howled and said, I'm here, Scott, I'm here. It's the worst kind of GPS. Now, my question is, what is this catacomby thing? And why did the Hales have it under their house? <sighs> Sometimes you need a basement to throw all your young children in when they're being rowdy. Perhaps. When you have a family of 90, which apparently the Hales did. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And you have that many young kids. When they're loud, you send them into the catacombs and you're like, get the fuck out of here. You're too get loud. Out, get out. I need you to be quiet in the basement. Here, be in this concrete room. Yes, go wild. I'll be back <laughs> be in 30 minutes. Be quiet in this concrete room. I'm taking a NASA nap of 27 minutes. I'll be right here. I mean, maybe they knew that they were always going to be in some sort of danger. So they had an escape hatch built in. Maybe. I don't know. But it's it's very, it's interesting. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. So. But it's helpful for getting in. It is. It's super helpful. Less helpful is Scott also just being like, I'm not going to help you get... Well, okay, first, he shows up right as that dude is about to swing a bat at Derek, who has just gotten an arm free, so Derek kills him. Yeah. But Scott's like, I'm here, but I'm not going to help you get free (laughs) until you tell me how to stop Peter. Like, what a bitch. It's like, I understand your moral superiority. I get it. I do. I appreciate what you're trying to do. And also, I understand Derek's reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Let's ever, everyone just take a fucking breath. Damn. Take a breath. We're doing all right. Yeah. So. Although, has this happened before? This is all the back and forth. Yeah. Because Chris Argent also shows up, the, up at the hospital. Yeah. Looking for... He shows up a little bit later. So we've got okay. like, we've got some things happening. So first, first up. Styles finally gets to the hospital. Mm. He had to walk. <laughs> because fucking Peter destroyed his car keys like a bitch. Like a bitch. So Styles has to walk and he and the sheriff start having a conversation. Yes. Because apparently the sheriff doesn't trust his son not to hurt Lydia. And like the thing about it is at this point, Styles has all of the answers to all of his questions. I know. He's, you could see it in his eyes that yeah. he wanted to tell him. Yes. You can read it on his face. You mm-hmm. can read it on his face. So great job. Great. That that acting was so good. You could because the sheriff is asking really clear pointed questions. And yep. Styles knows the answers, but also knows he's doing the like pro con pro. He's doing the cost benefit analysis in his head mm-hmm. of like what are the chances of Peter killing my dad if I tell my dad about Peter? Yep. And the chances are high, very high. But a little bonusy Easter egg that I saw for the first time is that Natalie is actually here. And mm. I realize talking about it now that Natalie has been, Natalie, I guess Martin, has been in this entire first season. Hmm. So like Lydia's mom has shown up at the parent-teacher conferences. She was there at Lydia's house when she was talking about the the medicated you know, what did I see phone conversation between Lydia and Styles? Yeah. But for it was like such a thing for me to see Natalie here because I don't think you see Natalie again for like four seasons. Right. I was just like, oh, they kept the 
same actor for so many seasons. I got really excited about it, like unnecessarily excited about it. Hey, good for them for just being like, hey, we like this one. So I'm just like, I want to just say, I see you. Really glad you're still here. Really glad you come back. Pretty great. Good for them because I hate when they change parents. Me too. I'm looking at you, Topanga's parents from Boy Meets World. (laughs) Looking at you. Rachel's parents on Glee. (sighs) How many parents did she end up having? Several. I think just two sets. I think two sets. That's fair. So... Styles is talking to the sheriff, and the sheriff is, according to my beloved Vela, being very loose-lipped about the entire the thing. Why are you telling this this boy about all of your police investigations? He's not even drunk this time either. No, but he is like, yes, we know the hailfire was arson, probably organized by a young woman in her late twenties who had a distinctive necklace. And I was like, is that not privileged information? That's definitely privileged information. And some things that they learn about Lydia, it's like it looks like she's having an allergic reaction, and she keeps going into shock. Mm-hmm. And so. This is sort of politely paired with Peter's conversation with Styles. It's like, if I give you the bite and it doesn't kill you, which it could. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, like, we start having these seeds planted. So either she's going to turn into a werewolf or she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Is that the path we're going to follow? Like, what of those options is it? What's going to happen? Never mind the apparent secret third, fourth, and fifth options. Oh my God, Yes. There are other secret options, but we haven't unlocked those yet. <laughs> those are not currently canon events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. This Styles. hospital has like no fucking security, do they? Not at all. But like because- Styles is talking to the sheriff and, you know, doing all the like telling him about the case. And as soon as he drops the like, it's a pendant, like it's a necklace, it's a necklace. Mm-hmm. You can watch Styles' face as he figures it out. Mm-hmm. He immediately starts to click, 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 click. Whoa. Click, click, boom. Click, click, boom. And he figures it out. He figures it out that Allison had a necklace. She got it from her Aunt Kate. Mm-hmm. So Smarty pants. Smarty pants. It's good that someone's paying attention to put the pieces together because uh, Scott would be lost without him. At least when it comes to this. Yeah. Scott's a really good moral compass. Yeah, but you got to have the puzzle friend. But you got to have the puzzle friend. Well, you have to have the plot mover friend. Exactly. Because otherwise, who's going to put the pieces together for us? Yeah. So we continue kind of bouncing back and forth and we're back with Scott and Derek. And Derek decides to drop a little truth bomb on Scott. Mm -hmm. You're not in love, Scott. You're 16 years old. You're a child. Yeah. Speaking from experience, eh there, Derek? Yeah. Ouch. Listen, he's not wrong. A lot of 16-year-olds are out there like, this is the love of my life. Like, you are 16. You don't know that for sure. You don't know a lot of things. And you should maybe work on your homework once in a while instead of this. Read a book. Read a a new book. Drink some water. Drink some water. Go for a walk. Make friends. The person you're infatuated with should not be your entire life. Yeah. Scott McCall. It's not, don't make this your whole life. And the people are like, but my parents were sweetheart- high school sweethearts and they're still together. Cool. Statistically, no. Statistically, no. And that's fine because like knowing more people in your life builds your brain. It does. You should 
know, not meaning like biblically, but like you should know lots of people. Your brain needs activity. Now, I don't like leaving the house. So like, I'm not talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) But like, fucking Derek is speaking from experience because he's a sad, broken, destroyed person. But he's also not wrong. He's also not wrong. And he misses his family. He really, really does. So this, you know, do we want to do it where we just like talk about like all of the flashy bits like this whole Scott? And yeah, Scott and- just roll through it. Just roll like, through it. It just goes so, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It just goes back and forth and back and forth. So we're going to, I'm tired of going back and forth. So Derek My is note like, section here just says the hail house. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you're not in love. You're 16 years old. And Scott is trying to like get through to Derek mm-hmm. and he's figured it out. So Styles is figuring out the whole Kate Argent thing on this side, but Scott is figuring out the whole Peter thing on this side that the police report with the animal, with the deer, with the thing carved in it, mm-hmm. turns out that Peter's nurse got a copy of it. Mm-hmm. That That's what they planted to get Laura out in the field that Scott's figured out that Peter killed Laura on purpose. Yes. That Peter seduced is the wrong word, but like put some bait out so that Laura Mm -hmm. would come to Beacon Hills to get murdered so that Peter could steal the alpha power and become healed. Yep. I think bait is the right word. It's a good word. But like Derek is mad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is. He's real, real mad. So like Derek has spent his entire like last six years thinking that he he alone murdered his entire family he never told laura we've established this and the Mm -hmm. two of them have been on the run together and for him to just find out that his favorite uncle his bestie Mm -hmm. murdered his sister yeah he's big mad and like we don't know how much family is left for the hales so it could be his last family member that's what we're led to believe. Sister. Yeah. That is what we are led to believe. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he's mad. Bad, bad, bad. He just anger smashes through the chains. He does. He anger smashes through the chains. Good for him. So, before we can all get to the final, for the final showdown, up next, we go back to the hospital with Jackson and Styles. Mm-hmm. Yay. And a, and a party crusher named Chris Argent. Fucking Chris is here looking for Scott. And locks two teenage boys in a room to threaten them. Are there no security at this hospital? Or or doctors. <laughs> or doctors or anyone to be like, hey, 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 do you know them? Is it like the entire sheriff's department there? Like nothing, no one to be like, sir, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the doctors at Grey's Anatomy would not allow this. They would not, no. What is it, Sloan Kettering Memorial? Or is that a real hospital? <laughs> no, Sloan Kettering is a real Damn. Yeah, no, that's a real place. I'm sure they do good, solid work. No, it's Gray Sloan Memorial Hospital. Okay, I was close. You were very close. It was, was originally something else. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Seattle, Seattle Grace, and then it became Seattle Grace Mercy West. And now it's Gray Sloan Memorial Hospital. Rad. Today on Gray's Anatomy on the Rocks. <laughs> don't don't you joke about that. No, I no, I stopped watching after a thing happened and I was like, can't do it. Fuck this show. Yeah. So because my goggles are on, despite however loose they may be, 
<laughs> we have to talk about the scene. So Chris Argent basically has Styles against the wall mm-hmm. because he just can't stop being like wrecked by grown men. And so Chris is reprising the rabid dog speech that he gave to Scott earlier in the earlier in the season. And he's trying desperately to get through to Styles. Like werewolves are bad, they're dangerous. Don't do it. And Styles drops a bomb. He drops the bomb. Would you prefer I locked him in the basement and burnt the whole house down around him? Ooh. And Chris is like, we had nothing to do with that fire. Mm-hmm. And Styles says, Derek said you guys had a code. I guess no one ever breaks it. And it's this moment where at least you and me, you and I, yeah, you and I, and probably a good number of our siblings with all of our little stare glasses on go, when did he tell you that? (laughs) Were the two of you talking off screen? Mm -hmm. Were the two of you having a, a friendly discussion not on camera? It's one of the many discussions they have. Are you, are, are you perhaps telling me that the two of them are forming some sort of friendship? Mm-hmm. That maybe they talk once in a while? Perhaps? They sure do. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> and my notes say in all caps, someone like your sister. Mm-hmm. And I think I, 10 years, 12 years later, I'm trying to text out really angrily so that Chris Argent might learn something. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping I can go back through time and reality. not helpful it is not it does yeah i mean i love that this is just a teenage boy back talking to a armed grown man correct it's great and we know that styles i mean sassy is one word but he's just straight back talking to someone who has tried to kill him in the past yeah it's fantastic a plus no notes jackson is just stunned i mean he has tried to work with chris in the past because he's a wimp and uh, Styles isn't having it. No. It's great. Not having it. Mm-mm. No complaints here. So I think everyone finally makes it to the finale. We finally make it to the big culminating scene of the season. And surprise, just like all great shows before us, it's in a dark, underlit location. <laughs> of course it is. I didn't realize that the preserve was so blue. You know. So blue. Mm-hmm so blue we like uh, a nice little blue yeah i think somebody much green these days though personally somebody much wiser than me answered the age-old question where does the lighting come from it comes from the same place the music does Mm -hmm. just let it let it let it be just don't ask questions don't ask questions yeah it's quite a a scene there's a lot happening here well finally everyone comes together though because scott is it Scott? Yeah. They're walking through the woods. Derek is suddenly like, oh, uh, this, is, this seems a little too easy because he can't shut his fucking mouth and is immediately shot with an arrow by Allison. Oops. Whoops. And Kate's like next to her and it's like giving her kind of like instructions like one at a time. Chest, mm-hmm. now the leg, flashbang, just like fl- or flash, flash bolt is what she calls it. So that's the yeah, word we were looking for like four weeks yeah. ago. You know, it only took how many fucking... <laughs> episodes to get the name of this thing but like one of the things that i noticed is like even with two straight up bolts in his body Derek knows that the flash is coming because he can hear Mm -hmm. it and he's trying to warn scott yep Derek loves scott he really does he is trying to protect him he sees him as pack he understands it Mm -hmm. so to all of my scott Derek people out in the universe like i get it i see you because Derek knows 
that in that moment he is putting Scott above himself Mm -hmm. for reasons. So he's trying. And Scott is just staring just dumbly at Allison, just with this whole like glazed look on his face. He cannot believe it. He doesn't understand. I mean, it is kind of rude to be for that to happen. True facts. Yeah. That, that does suck. Balls. Hard to complain or hard to shake that one off. Hard to shake that one off. It really is. But Kate starts to show her like extra true colors in this moment. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that also shakes up Allison because you know, they were doing stuff together and it was cool and I got it and she wouldn't let me down. And now she's now shoot him before I have to shoot him myself. Mm-hmm. I know that look. It's the you're going to have to do it yourself look. Mm-hmm. And she just like walks past Derek and just shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> just like. Kiss him. And yeah. then levels a gun at Scott. Yeah. Like a, a, a wee boy. Ma'am. Mm hmm. Nigh. No, stop it. Yeah. Yep. Right in front of her niece, right in front of the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was trying to murder a child in cold blood. And who intervenes? But Chris. Christopher. <sighs> you know, who finally gets to see. Yeah. And tells her the code that in, they're supposed in, to be living by. In French that Allison helpfully translates for us. Yes. Thank you, Allison, because his French accent is terrible. Yes. By the way. Yeah. Uh, we hunt those who hunt us. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a shitty accent, but, you know, it's fine. He's trying his best. It's fine. You could try a little hard. No. <laughs> no shush. But yeah, it's in this moment, you know, I think Allison really would have to to kind of reckon with what's going on because Chris is now leveling a gun at Kate. Mm-hmm. Her father is willing to kill her aunt over killing Scott. Yeah. Like she is just looking at this triangle of people that she loves and not understanding. It's the the Spider-Man meme. Gun, gun, oh, yes. gun, gun. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Guns for everyone. Guns for everyone. And now also the alpha. Da-da-da. Another gun? He isn't really a gun. He's just got claws and teeth. And something I really appreciate about Peter's self-control in this moment is that he is knocking down everyone that he doesn't want to kill. He's not hurting them. He just wants right. revenge on those responsible. So like he knocks down Derek and he knocks down Chris and he knocks down Allison and he knocks down Scott. He doesn't injure them or swipe at them. He just kind of goes, whoop. Mm-hmm. He just wants to kind of not have them interfere. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate that level of self-control. He's got a target and that target. He catches her. He breaks her wrist and throws her into the house. Yeah. You know, he's fucking with her a little bit. He's fucking with her. And Allison runs after her. Mm-hmm. And she finds Peter and Kate with Peter's claws just digging into her throat. Apologize yeah. and I'll let her live. Yep. For destroying his entire family. And he'll let Allison live. Yeah. His entire family. You could tell he was sad. He had the look of actual, like, he is certifiable, but he is also sad for his family yeah there were people that he loved in that fire Mm -hmm. now we did know that he was still gonna kill her oh yeah kate apologizes and sacrifices herself for allison and peter rips her throat out Mm -hmm. murdered right in front of allison but is it murder is that self-defense in this particular (laughs) moment it's murder (laughs) it's a very fine line yeah but peter is still you know a little a little burned in the brain um and goes for allison luckily for her uh two heavily prosthetic men 
come in and try to intervene. Yes. Fight night. Fight night. Derek's already been shot with two arrows and a bullet and he's just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. We're cool. I got this. Okay. My favorite is that like most of the way through this fight scene, uh, Peter's like trying to shake off his weird like Scooby-Doo villain transformation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what that was about. Uh, I don't know. But when he transforms into the alpha, he like officially shreds his official hail pack leather jacket. Yes. Poor guy. And well, you know, it's shaking off the last vestiges of his humanity. Maybe. Last attachments to his family, his Maybe. Yeah, that's real. That's we'll go, yeah, we we'll go, go there. We, we can go there. We can go there. <laughs> I'd get points for that in the high school English in the high school Great. English essay. That's fine. Sweet. Never say we don't reach. We don't reach. It's fine. Yep. Styles and Jackson also show up. We finally. They both have Molotov cocktails as a nice little igniting Molotov cocktails. Yes, that they have made at some point. We're gonna assume at the hospital. I assume so. <laughs> I'm just really confused because Lydia was the one who yeah. had so like Lydia's there too. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty wonderful as we kind of look at the whole story that Lydia sort of is the one who gets to kill Peter mm-hmm. a little bit. Like that's, I'm reaching, but like, we're going to go there. And that's lovely. Yeah. But yeah, it's- Styles throws the <laughs> self-denied Molotov cocktail, but Peter catches it. Oh no. And Scott goes, Allison, you have to shoot it. And Allison shoots the bottle in his hands and he goes, and goes up in flames. Is it kind of mean to make him burn a second time? It's real mean. Yeah. It is It is an unfortunate mm-hmm. sequence of events. Yeah, I thought that was like a little rude. <laughs> Even though he has it coming, I was like, shit. Yeah. Rough. Yeah, it, it is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And of course, Chris wakes up just in time to not be useful. Right. Because Derek comes out of the house ready to finish Peter off. And then Scott's like... But you said the cure comes from the one who bit you, thinking that if they keep Peter alive, he could not be a werewolf, forgetting that the name of the show is Teen Wolf. Yeah. Scott, honey, you're the protagonist. you got to be a werewolf. I'm very sorry. Mm-hmm. That's really how this is going to work. And Derek finishes Peter off by slashing his throat. You already decided I can smell it on you, Peter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter. And when Derek stands up, his eyes are red. And in the cheesiest way possible, he says, I'm the alpha now. Then you immediately cut to my favorite musical cue in all of Teen Wolf, which is that like, doom, 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 doom. It was kind of silly. It's so, I love that song. If you like listen to the song, it's actually really wonderful. But like just that like little tinkle of bells is just like, I don't understand. It's not quite right. But we do have, again, an incredibly soft and sweet little moment between Allison and Scott. Oh, it's so cute. So like there's the action sequence and Peter's on the ground and everything's great. And Allison comes up to Wolf face Scott and take gives him a little smooch and tells him, you know, because I love you. She could really do some apologizing, though. She could really Honestly. do some apologizing. But she smooches him back to humandom. And Chris is looking at them like, oh, shit. Yeah, right. It's too late now, buddy. Too late now. Scott, welcome, Allison, officially to the Monster Fucker Club. Thrilled to have you with us. Mm -hmm. But no, these two are having, like, Allison is having such a freaking couple of days. And we talk a lot about Allison being Scott's anchor. But I think in this moment, and as I look forward to season two, I think Scott is Allison's anchor, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's not until she like, you know, when she's able to have Scott, she's got to 
a foundation. Mm-hmm. And then when she loses an anchor, like everything goes banana nut muffins. And so I just I love that relationship for them. A little codependent yeah. for being teenagers, but they're fictional. So. <laughs> a little bit. Just but a they're, smidge. They're fictional. It's fine. Yeah. And they'll grow up a little bit, I yeah. guess. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> yeah. We do all, you know, we wrap up plot a little bit too with the sheriff is going to have to investigate Kate's death at the house. She's got the necklace on. She gets tied to the arson murders. Bada bing, bada boom. Plot, plot, plot. Plot, plot, plot. Yeah, we're, set it, we're, we're wrapping up plots and we're setting up the next season. So Scott going Stiles. Back to the hospital. And we're sneaking into Lydia's <laughs> hotel room. and or, <laughs> hotel room, <laughs> Hospital room. Lol. At the hotel motel. <laughs> Slow getter. No. <laughs> so... Like I, you know, sometimes in this, like you forget what goofball Scott and Styles are, but this entire sequence with the squeaky door <laughs> was oh, no, unbelievable. Funny. I love these two yeah. so much. They're such goofballs. A little levity for the end of the episode there. Yeah. So like Scott's coming to investigate her wound because she's like, she's not waking up and she's still really sick and she's just in a, in a coma basically. Mm-hmm. And they kind of peel back the bandage and she's got this big kind of open gash in her side. Mm-hmm. So she isn't healing like scott did yes and so they say she's not a werewolf then what the hell is she oh no that's a great question Mm-hmm. thank you for asking it thank you we'll circle back <laughs> yeah thank you for setting that up for us we'll come back to it we'll circle back speaking of setting things up jackson give me what i want whittemore <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what a whiny baby yeah a little bit Ugh. So Jackson once again storms into the burnt out husk of Derek's home and demands, I helped save you. You have what you gave me what I want. And in my least favorite version of my firstborn son, Derek Hale, he becomes a creepy predator. Yep. And goes after Jackson with his big shiny teeth. Yep. (sighs) Yeah, his (sighs) grin in this one, I was like, all right, okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make great choices in season two. I will I will grant you that. He makes some pretty bad choices. He really, really does. He really, really does. But it's okay. We love him. We do. As we love Jackson, who also has been making some really silly choices all season. <sighs> Teenagers and their smooth brains. <sighs> we flash to the Argent's house where we find a gigantic article about Kate in the paper. Murder, murder, murder. And we start to see victoria's heel turn she starts kind of getting a little bad guy in here she starts you know Mm -hmm. defending the things that our family does and she drops a line they'll be here in two days and Mm -hmm. chris and she asks chris well what about scott and chris says i'm not the only one he has to worry about now Mm -hmm. setting up more season two plot lines who's gonna be here in two days who does scott have to worry about we'll find out We'll find out. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Next week on. Actually, I guess next year on. Yeah. Whenever. I forget when the next season aired. Yeah. yeah. Well, for us, it'll be in probably two weeks from now. Whenever you're listening, dear listener. Eventually when. Eventually when. And we wrap up this beautiful season of this very silly TV show asking a very simple question. Huh. I wonder where Allison is. Because we were looking Mm -hmm. at her empty bedroom. Turns out she's snuggling on the roof. With Scott. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, she can parkour, so she got up there pretty easily. Parkour! Yeah, her gymnastics background must have been super helpful for this. Mm-hmm. But they're being unbelievably precious, just on the roof, being together. 
babies. Yeah, they had they really needed to end it on a a gentle note. They really did. This was an intense episode. And quite the season. So it needed to go out soft and sweet, I think, because I mean, they could have gone the other way. It could have ended with I'm the alpha now, but that ends the season on Derek. Right. And you really want to end it on Scott. I mean, I want to end it on Derek because Derek Stan. But that's not the show, even though I want it to be. So you right. do have to end it on um, on Scott. Indeed. And I mean, I didn't do the deep dive. I guess we could have. But uh, is that who we are? Mm. Into when the pickups happened back in 2011, if they knew when they knew they had a second season renewal. So if, when they were writing to a second season. And if they knew or not, they did end up writing for a second season for which I'm incredibly grateful. Yeah. Well, they announced July 13th, 2011, that they were picked up for a second season. And these were airing. So they announced while the season was airing. Right. So they would have known when the episodes had already been written. Yeah. And And probably already shot. Yeah. So when they wrote the episodes, they did not know if they had a second season. What do you think are the chances that any of these shots were pickup shots? Excellent question. Like I'm looking here and I think it could be really, really clear that the season could have ended on I'm the alpha now. Yeah. Because the sheriff Mm -hmm. doesn't need to find Kate's body with the pendant. Scott and Styles don't need to sneak into Lydia's hospital room and like pitch the question like she's not a werewolf. Then what the hell is she? Yeah. We don't need Jackson going into Derek's house for like the second or third time demanding the bite. We don't need victoria's entire like the newspaper article and they'll be here in two days that's all set up later Mm -hmm. none of that is integral to the way that the story flows in the episode so it is for me i'm hold on folks i gotta go get my saddle because we gotta saddle up the curiosity pony here to take a ride off into the sunset it is for me very possible that all of these particular shots Mm -hmm. could have been written and filmed after all of this after everything and inserted yeah. into the back. It could be. I like a have no pack. idea. Would have to do quite a bit of research to figure that out. Yeah. Someone call the director. I could stretch it. I could see how that would happen. I could, yeah. I could see it. So, yeah. No, I'm very, very excited. This season has gone pretty well, all things considered. This was really enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a good time. And you know how sometimes the first seasons of shows are like, hmm. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't mind this. I don't mind it at all. We get some really wonderful characters. Some folks get some development. It's pretty Mm -hmm. sweet. Yep. Pretty solid ground for season two. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. My complaints are like, where's more Derek? (laughs) Season one's about Scott. Calm down. I know that. And yet. (laughs) And yet. Where is Derek? Do you want more Derek? How about you watch the movie? Because I don't want to. (laughs) No, you. No, no, no. I know. I don't want it. No. I mean, we'll fucking watch it, but I don't want it. No, 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 no. Thank you. No, thank you. All right. Yeah, this was um quite quite a show it's uh bananas and bizarre and i knew this and i remembered this but there's also stuff you're like (laughs) wow 
every time. Yep. So I think for this, we have to do a final round of season one of a little segment I like to call This is the Episode You're Looking For, in which I talk too much about pretty pictures. So if you are a giffer looking for any of the following scenes, this is the episode you're looking for. If you're looking for that very soft touch that Allison does to the hospital window for Lydia's room, if you're looking for Allison in the purple sweater in the elevator, if you're looking for Allison falling out of the bus, that's at the very beginning of this episode. If you're looking for some really cool sort of underused stuff for Kate and Allison, there's some great stuff here. Scott and Derek have some great stuff. Styles and Jackson have some really great stuff. If you're looking for horror stuff, Jackson carrying Lydia after having been attacked in the field. And then, of course, all of the steeder it is mostly mm-hmm. in this episode. Peter dragging Styles up by the chin. Peter and Styles in the parking garage with the wrist. That's all here. And of course, the very, very sweet Scott and Allison images. That one in like the kind of the, the after embers of Peter's burning body, I guess where she kisses his little werewolf face. And then, of course, the two of them snug in on the roof after everything. There is some really wonderful classic shots in this episode. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to make a personal plea. Please include that gif of Derek opening his eyes after hearing Scott's roar because I had forgotten about that particular image and it's real pretty. Yes, it is. So we should put that one in some stuff. Friends. Just, you know, please. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Well, y'all, we did it. I know, season one. We did an entire season. And if you're still here, if you're still here with us, listening to me and my good bud here just ramble on about this weird little TV show, thanks for being here. And, you know, know. yay. (laughs) This show is so old. I mean, it's not that old. It's only 12 years old, right? But that's what we love about fandom, though, is things that... It still that... has me by the heart. I have fic pulled up on my phone right now for this beautiful fandom. Yes, totally. I'm so grateful for all of you. And we want to talk to you. If you have things to say, if you have thoughts and feelings, particularly about season one or anybody's character arcs or like what was going on in the fandom at that point, because Em and I weren't in the fandom at that point. We want to talk to you and we're so excited. Yeah, we came a little late. Came a little late we to had the party. To catch up. Not because we didn't want to. We just didn't know. We just didn't know. At the time, I didn't have cable. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I think... Something that sucks about the current streaming environment is that so many of these shows just disappear. Yeah. Because there's no time to build a fandom. By the time you know a show exists, it's gone. Right. And you're like, how am I supposed to love it when you've already taken it away from me? Right. Well, because it's not profitable? Fuck off. I don't need it to be profitable. I don't even necessarily <laughs> need it to be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of the greatest shows have no fandom because there's nothing to talk about. What kind of fucking Sopranos fandom is there? It's not on Tumblr, I don't think. No. What, where's the fic for the Sopranos? What is that? See, now I'm, now I'm really curious. <laughs> oh, this is going to take me to some scary places. I don't think I prepared for it at this hour. There was a post at one point, and I can't remember what it was anymore, but it talked about, oh, I can't remember what it was called, but there's like a, it's not a bell curve, but it's like a show really can't be so good for there to be a fandom because you have to have something to talk about you have to have something to connect about it has to have not something wrong with it but there has to be a gap in it for fandom to fill 
if that's character development, if it's plot development, if it was too short, if it well, and sometimes maybe if it's too long, like Doctor Who, right? Like, if there's something about it that's missing for fans to come in and fill, if something is too good, and there's nothing to fill, it rejects fandom participation, right? That's not the case with Teen Wolf. No, it has gaps. There's something to fill. It has missing pieces for people to come in and lay hands on, which is why we're here. Which is why we're here to talk about it. And why it. people are invested in it. Yeah. Like, so. we'll talk about it when we get there. But there's almost always a big, like, chunk of time between when one season in the storyline ends and when the next one begins. Mm-hmm. So what happens there? As mm-hmm. In the fandom, there's a big conversation about what happened in the summer between season two and season three A. Mm-hmm. That there's a chunk of time missing. And that things very clearly like happened. Sure. But we didn't get to see it. And so that's right. where fandom steps in and is like, no, I bet you this is what happened. When we left here, this is where we were. And now we're here. So how did we get from here to there? Right. And it's so interesting to listen to what people think and how they've experienced times like that and how they think that people grow and change. It's so much mm-hmm. fun. Yep, totally. And the fic is great. Just an enormous shout out to every single talented human in this fandom. We literally could not do it without you. Mm-hmm. You are the best. And we love you. Love you. So yeah, so thank you for listening to season one of Pack Dynamics. You can find us online at Fandom on the Rocks if you want to support us in some way or come hang out. We are at patreon.com slash fandom on the rocks. You'll find all sorts of bonus content, potentially bonus content about Teen Wolf. Who knows what we will do or have done in between these episodes? Who knows? We don't even know. And we'll catch you for season two, which will be a lot longer. God help us. You've been listening to Pack Dynamics, a Fandom on the Rocks podcast. For more episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us online at Fandom on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash fandom on the rocks. Subscribers get access to ad-free content, exclusive bonus episodes, deep diving into fandom, and more. So until next time, keep your pack close.